Blog Talk Radio. to the show for the very first time. Yeah, let's make sure her mic is good. April Doyle is our guest today, and we're going to talk music. We're going to talk about her journey to where she is today. We're going to tell you how you can reach her. We're going to tell you um, what's her favorite genre, who does she look up to, who does she want to perform with. Everybody, welcome April Doyle to the show. Hi, April. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm awesome. Can you hear me okay? I can, yeah. Am I am I okay? Awesome. I can hear you too. All right, so we're just going to jump right in there. I don't do a lot of time on reading introductions. I like for my guests to tell me a little something about you that you want us to know, and then we'll just have a conversation based on that and what I already know. How about that? Cool. Very cool. I um, <clears throat> have been in the entertainment industry in – a lot of different avenues for forever, and um, I have been primarily a singer after um, previously being a model, actress, um, etc., makeup artist, stylist, and music sort of took off quite a while ago, and I was <clears throat> leading some of the top corporate show bands in the U.S., and met, got to travel to some beautiful places doing that. That's sort of like we call that our day job music, so to speak. <laughs> and finally got around to doing my own um, original project, April in the Velvet Room. And it is, it's a very special project, and it's, I've got amazing people backing me up. I'm still stunned by the people that are on the album. The album is actually done, but we've been trying to get we've been getting a lot of uh, more social media presence as the game is played today. And um we've dropped the single um Tears Are Gone and have a very nice video and it's on my uh all my pages, Facebook, Instagram, and my website and all that. And we're going to be actually performing at the uh Herb Albert's uh, Vibrato Club in Bel Air on March 8th in Bel Air, California, up in L.A. near Beverly Hills, and okay. with some um, yeah, with some amazing people, and that's what we have. The Velvet Room is about 
at any given performance or recording, there's always somebody very interesting in the Velvet Room. I've got like like music royalty on this album. So people that have played with everybody from the Jacksons to Shaka Khan to Babyface to Steely Dan to et cetera, et cetera. And um, so we're, you know, depending on who's available, there will be some, you know, royalty in the on the show performing with us. So it's kind of a cool thing. That is really, really cool. Okay, so what's the name of your single again? You kind of whizzed by that, and we were already in just awe of what you were already telling us about performing, you know, in Bel Air, and then you got all these amazing people on your your album. So what's the name of the single? Tears Are Gone. Goodness. Can you tell me about that? What was the inspiration? Did you write it or you did a collab with some writers? How did that work? Um, I wrote all the lyrics and then uh, Kevin Flournoy, who is the musical producer, um, musical director, etc. Um, he actually helped me with the, the the music, like the melody of it. So we consider it a collaborative effort after that I, I usually write the lyrics and he you know helps me with the and I'll probably get like a interesting melody going on a chorus and then he kind of fills in all the gaps and then here we have these beautiful pieces of music so yes we um I wrote it the the lyrics and most of the melody and then Mr. Kevin Flournoy who is the musical director for Shaka Khan Pointer Sisters Works um, with on the, also on the side with Jeffrey Osborne, Babyface. Uh, he's got a list of credits all day long, and um, <laughs> so he, he's great. He's he just uh, talk about somebody of that level filling in the gaps. So I bring this. I'll bring something nice to him, and then he kind of shines it even more. It's it's a cool process. And um, so we have the whole album done, but we're just kind of, you know, like I said, promoting everything. Um, you know, you have to, it, it, music these days is like a chess game. You have to know what right move to make at what right time. And people need to know you're alive. Yeah. So social media, media is such a huge part of the industry now. It is. So, okay, tell me about Tears All Gone because I'm just fascinated with the title itself. And um, just kind of tell me, is it like a smooth kind of thing? Is it melodramatic? Is it fast? I can't imagine what the title, but you just tell me about it. Tell me what inspired you, and then just tell me um, something about the song. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it, it, the, it, it's interesting. The, it's kind of morphed into something different through the creative process. I started out, it, it wasn't a sad song. It was kind of like a... a an, an eye-opening, you know, kind of a, you get to a certain point and you're kind of, things have changed and you're kind of done with the situation and you're fine with it because, you know, life rolls on and moves on. So it's kind of like tears are gone. Like I'm, I'm at this point in my life and it's kind of it's kind of inspirational. I mean, for me it was just kind of like here's where I'm at and it's it's fine. I've survived through you know, certain situations and done crying about it. <laughs> I'm going to move on. I'm going to roll on powerfully. So it's interesting. I've gotten, you know, a lot of people have said that the song made them cry. You know, people associate, Hello? yeah, people associate lyrics, you know, in different ways, of course. It's going to hit people in, in, in different ways. 
some people have you mm-hmm. know thought it was sad, and some people thought it was you know like inspirational, like time to move on, and I'm okay, and uh, kind of a new a new opening kind of deal. So um, that's how it was in, intended, but um, the, it sound it it's, it is an emotional song. It's being considered for a movie right now. I'm crossing my fingers. That would be awesome. Yeah, it's it's you could totally hear this song like at the end of a movie, kind of a denouement at the end of a movie. Everything unravels, and here, my tears are gone. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I, you never know how things so will show up. Some of the, what are some of the words? And can you just like hum a little of the melody or something? Because I'm just so curious. I want to hear because I love the title. The title alone sells it for me. We said goodbye, but here we are again. There's got to be a reason. Can we try it out as friends? Because the way things used to be, it just had to end. And all my tears are gone. Sorry, a little rough there, but. I love any artist who <laughs> are you crying on a dime. When Oh, my goodness. You can we try it out as friends. And this, oh, my goodness. I'm so in love with that song. I'm so in love with it. And all I heard was a little tiny, tiny bit of it. But, um. Oh my goodness! So is it already on sound? Can, can we purchase it? Can we already go and support it? How? how yes, we, yes. I normally don't go that more. fast into that part of it, but I, I love the lyrics. Thank you, thank you so much, and thanks for asking where you can listen to it. It's, you know, my uh, my social media stuff on Facebook. There's actually it's April and the Velvet Room is the page, and there is a link on the right side that has all the videos and the songs. Every, all the every, every promotion that I've done for this album um, in one mm-hmm. on one page. It's very cool. It's an, I didn't even know this existed. Thank God for social media people. Um, they just uh, showed this to me recently. And then we've got the um, Instagram at April in the Velvet Room, and then we've got the actual website www.aprilandthevelvetroom. I've got a nice little basic site with um, you know downloads and videos and et cetera, where we're going to be and all that. So this has been a, a, a very interesting, exciting process. <laughs> I know. I, I'm I'm totally, totally, okay, because you're a singer-songwriter because you're getting a lot, you'll get a lot of the revenue generated from this. I feel sorry for people who are not singer-songwriters. The more I learn about that part of the business, I'm like songwriters are really, really, really make the money but of course the singers the performers get all the accolades and they get all the exposure and notoriety and all the acclaim but if you are a singer songwriter you are pretty much owning like more than 30 more than what 70 percent of all the mm-hmm. money that comes in from that yeah so that's something like that, yeah I went to um so tell me who have you performed with and who do you want to perform with well, I've been like I said, I've been lucky in a lot of different types of gigs to be on stage with, or, or or be on the same event. Like we did a lot of shows. Like we would play before or after Earth, Wind and Fire. We opened up for um, Rod Stewart. Um, this is a lot of different bands, just in, in, all in my musical experience. Um, we've played with just some different. We did a gig in. Um, Two different gigs in in Texas. They do a lot of high end private events in 
Texas, and we did one uh, where these people had Dionne Warwick come in. That was very interesting because she's, you know, oh. classic, old school, awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, mm-hmm. it's just not the type of performer you think people would pick for their, you know, private performance. So that was interesting. And then we did another one. They had uh, Bon Jovi come in, but it wasn't the band. It was just Bon Jovi. And it was interesting because he did a full corporate show. He did all cover tunes. And he killed it. You know, he's, he's a great performer. And he, but it was all, he didn't do any of the Bon Jovi stuff. He just did like a corporate event, like corporate show. So that was interesting. Oh, that is so awesome. So everybody, you got to check April out. I'm looking at the um, Facebook, and I see the video, April in the Velvet Room. She's gone, and um, I'm going to watch it after we talk. Of course, I'm not going to do it now because I'll be distracted. And then for you to be in that atmosphere, in the same space with somebody like a Dionne Warwick, who is legendary, and right, then Bon Jovi, right. who is, is, you know, totally, totally um, legendary and just iconic, and then you had that experience. So would you like to perform with them? And who who do you get your inspiration from? Who influences you, your voices? Who are you compared to? Well, who I'm inspired by and who I'm compared to are two very different questions. Um, <laughs> yep. You know, um, that's an interesting question. I, I've... I don't I don't really get compared to anybody. I'm kind of my own deal. I guess because um I don't know, maybe because it's a blue-eyed soul thing. I I mean a, a lot of times I I like like more um I come from like the hip hop background, which is kind of interesting. And then so I like always a touch of I like classic sophisticated uh, music, but I like a touch of jazz and R&B and you know, a little a little neo soul, and I like sophisticated neo soul. That that's how I want my project to be, mostly directed towards. And we will do some classic. You know, like my the way this project started, I was just going to record some songs that I loved. I mean, I was going to do a Nancy Wilson song, a Phyllis Hyman song. I was going to do um, Wishing on a Star, just some classic old songs that I just adored. And then it kind of morphed into this interesting you know working with kevin flournoy uh, we just started you know he's like do you write any songs i'm like yep and all of a sudden here was these <laughs> they, they just kind of happened out of nowhere and they were like we're like this is good we need to record this okay okay cool so um you know my homage to those is, i don't like again i'm not really compared to anybody i'm I, who am I inspired by? I'm inspired by by Nancy Wilson, Phyllis Hyman. I'm inspired by Stokely. I'm inspired by Raphael Sadiq, um, Erica Badu, just for a vibe thing. You know, she's she's mm-hmm. more of a vibe than a mm-hmm. vocal performance, but love it, love it, love it. Um, so, uh, Will Downing, Layla Hathaway. Um, these are oh, wow. my favorites. Um, you know, back in the day, when I was little, well, that's, mom yeah, was that's a lot. It is definitely the Neil Soul vibe. I love that old school um, charm and songs where they meant something and they have that longevity because mm-hmm. of the genre and the way that they're just so mellow and everybody can, you know, can find something that they like about it. So, so what were you well, saying you know, about music your mom? Hit- 
when I hear these songs that I love, it's almost like they're old friends. I hear songs that my mom used to play for me when I was little. She used to play Bobby Short for me. I, I mean, I, I don't know if people out there even know who Bobby Short is. I mean, he passed away. He was he was true cafe society. His girlfriend was um, Gloria Vanderbilt, and they were really um, they lived in a in a very high end. Um, apartment building in New York, and she was looked down on because you know she had a black boyfriend, and it was uh, you know she was high high society and very interesting story. The whole thing when I found out more about it when I got when I was older, but he would sit down mm-hmm. in true cafe society piano bar, and he played in the Carlisle Hotel in New York for like 30 years or something, and I got to see him before he died. He died about three months later after I saw him. He used to sing the old. Um, just those songs from the 20s and 30s, but he did it with such a panache, and he was true, true class. And um, that made a, a mark on me, and I adore a lot of those old classic standards because of people like him and Mel Torme, who have just stunning voices and perfect intonation, and but still have their own just take on music. It, it, I, I again, it's like a lot of these songs you hear them and they're like they're like old friends. There's something comforting about them. <laughs> oh wow, I absolutely love 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 that. And, and so the next time when you're on the show, I'll have to get um, your publicist to send us something so that we can play so that people can hear what I'm talking about and what I've actually had a chance to to listen. I'm not going in his entirety some of your um, shows that I've seen on um, social media. So um, what do you do when you're not singing? I know you mentioned that you kind of went into the entertainment and to the music realm by being in entertainment as a makeup artist, a stylist. Can you tell us about that period in time and how did you transition? Oh, yeah. That, I mean, I, I am, I'm obsessed with style and fashion. It, it's, it's just one of my uh, – I just adore it. So – um, I still spend a lot of time just even, you know, I've got a library of old-school fashion books, Dior and Yves Saint Laurent and all that stuff, like the classic French designers, and love that uh, still. But, I, you know, the, I just didn't have time to do the makeup anymore because the band was the band that I was in, you know, took off, and we were playing so many dates that I couldn't set, you know, time to do makeup and then, travel and of course I chose the music and travel you know the the travel part of it is always awesome but um mm-hmm. I still adore it still part of it I I still I subscribe to French Vogue and only get like two or three of them a year like when you subscribe to it's very interesting only like two or three come but they're like these big thick magazines <laughs> with real thick paper and it's just a different quality than the than the US version so just yeah just want to keep my finger just just like just attached somehow to like the classic hardcore fashion. So were you like that as a child? Were you eclectic? Were you did you like like retro clothing and or did you just start developing your own style as you became a teenager and into an adult? You know, uh that's an interesting question. I didn't I didn't really have too much style until I um you know, my mother my mother I'm sure I, this is where it generated from. My mother was a model and had a modeling school, ran the modeling school. This is before I was even around. And she 
uh, was always into she knew how to put things together beautifully with this very you know she knew how to finesse an outfit she wouldn't spend a lot of money but she'd buy 10 pair of satin shoes and dye them to match each outfit so you know you kind of wow. see this and you kind of it's, yeah and it's, it's, it looks beautiful so I, I i just kind of soaked that up i guess and um then one time when I was in high, I went to an all-girl Catholic school, and we were wearing uniforms. We got one free dress day, and I worked hard to put this outfit together, and I got 42 <laughs> compliments in one day. And I went, oh, that's what you do. That's how you. That's how people like you. You put. You do. You put. You wear like beautiful outfits and put them together. And so that was my my winning formula in high school <laughs> was. And when we had free de- dress day, I'm like, I'm doing this. And I'm like, okay, I'll be more popular if I wear these great outfits. So it sort of started in high school and just kind of went from there. So did you always yeah, the look, sing when the you look, were growing the look up? Of, sorry? No, go ahead. And so the look. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, so, you know, any musical A group that I was a part of, they would always have me be the stylist of the group, and I would kind of direct a look for everybody because I just liked mm-hmm. to do it. And then we're like, "Wow, we look great!" I'm like, "Yeah, just everybody, you wear this and you wear this, and it, it will complement." But everybody, you find out who the people are, so they don't feel uncomfortable in a certain outfit. You know, like true stylists will get you know a feel for the personality of the person they're styling. But and still mm-hmm. embellish, you know, like be able to embellish without overwhelming them, the people. That's kind of good style because people have to feel good in what they're wearing. They don't want to feel like it's wearing them, you know. Exactly. Ha! That is the worst feeling. And you feel it sometimes when you're a little off, especially if I have somebody style me and they're just doing something. Like you said, if you don't know my personality, because mm-hmm. I'm different. So my personality, I'm more of an introvert living in the extroverted world. But I have mm-hmm. to be that extrovert for what I do, and so they will style me as my introverted personality instead of what I need to do, you know, being out front on TV and yeah. radio and red carpet. So I get that you understand that, and, and it's a reflection in, in your in your performance style too. So I also wanted to ask you if you could do anything other than music, and I know you're totally sold out to this and you're awesome at what you do, but what would you do? If it wasn't this music gig, what would you do? Uh, you know what? If 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 well, it depends. Do you mean like I could just snap my fingers and make it happen, or what would I realistically mm-hmm. do? Yeah. If I could snap no, my fingers and make it happen, I would be I would be a professional dancer. Oh. Just yeah, I'm just crazy for dance. Just love dance. So these shows that have come out, like, so you think you can dance. I mean, because they're all really good. It's not like they're, you know, somebody that kind of half, you know, 50% doing it. Like, they're all <laughs> really good. You know, so it's these couple of shows that have come out that are really great. Um, love that. Love, you know, uh, ballet, just traditional ballet. Um, I used to do that when I was younger, but um, they told me I was too tall. You know, and then you see some people that are that are out there dancing now, and that that's a non-issue. But back in the day, they would tell you, yeah. you know, after you were on point, oh, you're too tall, mm-hmm. and you're like, wah wah. 
Yeah, they were only picking them. They, it, little to do with talent, of course, because they would judge you based on, like you say, in height and how how thick your thighs or your butt was. Because, you know, of course, yes. a lot of the um, African-American dancers were told that, too. And now you see all kinds of dancers in American ballet, France, and all that um, looking more like people who just want to dance, regardless of their body type, if they're willing to put in the hard work. So I wanted to ask you... Um, so think about your performances. What has been like your, when you said, you know what, I rocked that one. Nobody can tell me anything differently. You just really felt in your soul like that was a supreme performance. And how can you um, duplicate that? And if you duplicate that every time. So maybe it was a performance, maybe it was who you performed with or where. What was it that said, that's it. I love that. I felt that one. You know, there um there are some times when when you're on stage and there's a different energy. It, it it's almost like just the stars are aligned or I don't know what it is, you know, you could call it all kinds of things. <laughs> the moons in Virgo, I don't, I don't know. Um it's like an electricity that happens sometimes. It's like everything is really on and everything's like extra in the pocket. The groove feels deeper. Everyone on stage is really in sync, and the music is just like it just feels like more alive. And um, mm-hmm. it's also when you're having, you know, when we have these amazing people sit in with us, these superstars. Sometimes, you know, they they bring their magic in, and you're like, oh my god, you know, someone takes some monumental solo and brings the room down, you know, with that. So it's just there's certain times where you know it just seems to gel differently you know i guess because people are such you know humans are so different you know different day different energy and, mm-hmm. and sometimes it just really clicks that that's really awesome when it all comes together in just like a a heightened way and everybody you, you, you can see that everybody on stage feels it like they're like just really digging what's going on you know th- those moments are are epic I agree with you on that. If only we could just get that scientific formula to recreate that every time. But, again, it's like life. Every time should be new and you should stay in the moment and then just make it happen and see what happens. And I cannot believe our time is almost up, but I do have one question I love to ask all my guests because I know when people listen, like we have some callers that are listening now, what advice can you get to somebody who's expiring to get to the level of where you are? What would you tell them if you just had, like, yeah. a minute with them to to them? Uh, you know what? I, I would – Tell them to 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 get their act together, and that means x amount of things. It means a, you need a solid group of people who can who are accountable. Like you have to be accountable. Your group has to be accountable. You can't have somebody you know off drinking or or, or showing up late or you know. I mean, they, everybody's got to have the same commitment to what the project is about. Whether it's a single thing and you're just doing it yourself, or whether it's a group, just the accountability and just you know, because that's what makes it move forward. You, you need to get your promo together. You need a solid name. You need pictures. You need recordings. You need you need your social media. I mean that you know back in the day that was not an issue. Now it, it's it's life or death. Um, 
and you need to be re- realistic about your weak spots. Like if you know if you're not a good business person and you're just artistic, you know that left brain right brain thing. You got to get somebody to to help you, to support you with what it is that is not your strong point, you know, so that you can be you can be a solid entity. Because there's so many people trying to do this. Like if you're late yeah. or somebody's late, you know, people are just going to go next. You know, there's so many talented yeah, people they, out there. You do not get a, a do-over. People don't understand how crucial and critical time is in the entertainment industry, especially somebody who is not proven themselves. Like, you know, they'll wait on a Beyonce. They'll wait on, you know, like we talked about Beyonce. They'll, they'll wait on them. But if you got to start on time, you got to start whether you're ready or yeah. not. You don't cannot be late. April, I cannot believe how fast this 30 minutes went. You are a, a gem to talk to. We'll have to do this again where I can actually play your music as we, you know, during a commercial break or something so that people can hear you and they'll go and buy that um, single in your album. So much success to you, and I look forward to seeing your name and Lights Girl all over the place. Keep doing Thank what you're you doing so much. And, I appreciate your uh, we'll time. You I appreciate your show. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you so much. We'll have to do this again. And everybody, thank you so much for listening and tuning in day after day, week after week to Loretta McNary, the radio show. And we'll see you on the radio very soon. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Snapchat. And until the next time, think positive, dream big dreams, help someone along the way, and we'll see you very soon on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody.